0: Strategic Healthcare Partners, founded by principals John Crew and Mike Scribner, operates from offices in Savannah and Atlanta. Our diverse team prioritizes clients, ensuring we fully understand their needs. As your business partner, we are an extension of your professional identity. SHP tailors services to
1: your individual needs, offering flexible pricing structures. From IPA management to financial analysis, we're here to empower your organization. Visit shplc.com for details. Welcome to Beyond the Stethoscope, Vital Conversations with SHP. I'm your host, Aaron Higgins, and I'm here with my co-host, Jason Crosby. How are you doing, Jason? Hey, Aaron. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty excited. So I'm a little sad. You know, this this is the last episode of our season and the last episode of our series about if your practice went bananas. So Jason, can you kind of recap where we've been? Not not the whole season, but over the last three episodes.
0: Yeah, so we, we tried something a little different, right? We didn't want to be stagnant and just interview folks, different topics. We wanted to see if maybe get a little creative. And so we started off with just a highlight of who exactly are the Savannah Bananas, right? Because some are not familiar with it. But then to try and have that crossover of how could a organization – And they're purposely not a baseball team, as he'll say at times, but he being Jesse Cole. But how can uh, a team like the Bananas with how they put fans first translate to our industry, specifically kind of that physician practice setting? And so from there, I, I liked how we sort of dove into the well, this is the process when you buy your ticket to where you schedule your visit and follow those comparisons along side by side and identify those differences. And from there and going into last week's episode was about some of the success being tied to uh, staff engagement, right? And so we touched on the triple aim. Those in the industry obviously know of that and the three pillars of triple aim. And we talked about how patient engagement on our side compared to the staff or team engagement on the Savannah Banana side. And lastly, how that translates into quality, right? The other, one of the other pillars of triple A. And so the crossover of how we might be able to learn from another industry and how they do things differently, because our industry certainly could use a shakeup now and then. And I know this last episode, we're going to touch a little bit more on the yellow tux himself and how the leadership perspective can cascade down to the staff and have that Change and engagement that affects us all, whether we're a patient or a fan, in that case.
1: Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to our conversation that we're going to have. So, think, thanks for recapping. You know, it's it's been a few weeks since uh, we first started this series, so I, I know I needed a a little bit of a reminder. I, uh, I, you know, I turned 40 this this last week here, and so my memory's not quite what it used to be. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay Jason well, let's let's jump in let's put on that yellow tux and and let's talk about how how leadership plays such a a critical role in making your your practice your hospital your healthcare provider go bananas.
0: Yeah, you know and and to touch on some of the recap as well, you know, our very first episode which we've mentioned a couple times during the series includes Scott Regan. In fact, it was a two-part series. And Scott did a lot of case study type discussion around how he himself with some of his uh, clients, physician, administrative clients, he had to engage them to go sit in your lobby and observe, see what you think from the patient's perspective, right? Because we're all too busy to do that at times. And I found that that still carries even over to this discussion about Jesse Cole in this case, right? He, he's very active online. He, And for those that don't know, he just released his third book called Banana Ball. We'll talk about that here in a second as well. But
1: I I don't know how he finds the time.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And with child as well. Right. And so um, his his passion is actually, I think, part of the success. He as he says, he he loved playing the game he played in college. Uh, But he has a passion towards making folks happy, seeing smiles, engaging folks and and more specifically, I think, as he put it, what the game could be. And so I find that interesting. If you're an administrator, what could that engagement in the waiting room or the visit or the scheduling? What could that be, just as he's put it? And again, to go back to Scott Regan's point about sitting in the lobby, one of my favorite stories about Jesse Cole is in that first couple of seasons, he would sit in the stands disguised. And he purposely would go... Drive to the stadium in the parking lot, just like we all do as fans, walk up, buy the ticket, blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera, sit in the stands and observe it from that perspective, not in his yellow tux. And he always took a lot away from that. And so it's it's interesting to hear that was his approach. And at the same time, Scott Regan, who we all uh, have great respect for in his uh, experience, also highlighted that same perspective as sort of a starting point to how the leader themselves are engaged.
1: You know, there, there's that really popular, and I, I think it's still on the air. You know, undercover boss. So I, I take it you're not saying they should put on a fake beard and wig and pretend they're a a patient. But how how could a uh, a practice or a hospital, you know, go undercover, or how could they actually truly have an experience because I I think the staff would know who they were, and that's going to taint some of the experience. So how how would you recommend a practice or a hospital figure out how to do that?
0: Yeah, it's it's certainly a different perspective on the practice side. You know, in the hospital setting, we always knew that, um, and this is going back to my IS days, where Disney characters, if I saw that Disney character patient name, then we knew that there was probably a VIP test or perhaps a VIP patient. Um, but that at least allowed them to go from the medical record patient flow from a data perspective, right? But you're exactly right. We we had some executives also through the facility that would try and disguise themselves and simply walk through the process. Uh, another example is what we call rapid action teams. And these were very time sensitive budget uh, outlined teams from different departments that were, authorized to make changes on the fly from moving a wall in the ER to moving the Pixis machine in the ER, whatever they felt while walking through at the moment needed to happen, make it happen. So that way, as you mentioned, you know, yes, we are recognized, but at the same time, we're going to make this change now. And you know, back to Jesse Cole, he has translated that in some of his work is sometimes you got to work on the fly and make adjustments, right? He for example, just a couple of weeks ago, lost his voice while they were in Kansas City for two games. And so they had to make adjustments that they haven't done in the six seasons they have been the Savannah Bananas. But they made the adjustments on the fly and were very
1: successful
0: at doing so. And so I think that adaptability, to your point, whether you recognize or not, is just as important.
1: Yeah, so so let's talk about the those rapid action teams as, as you described. You know, I I think from a leader's perspective, that's that's a little scary because that's that's a lot of risks there. You know, what if what if that wall, you know, what if you've liked that wall as the CEO and you've empowered other people to to potentially knock a wall down? And what if it doesn't work? And I I think as a leader, you start doing those. What ifs. Well, what if these ideas don't work? How do folks like Jesse? How how do this fan of bananas in particular? How do they adjust yeah, if something doesn't work.
0: What I always find interesting, his perspective is, first, he's got the daily 10 ideas sort of perspective that he writes down. They do have, the, as I think we touched on it in the last episode, while they do have rehearsals, but there are, I believe it's every game, there is a one new thing that's tossed in there. And they recap at the end of every game, and they realize what mistakes were possibly made, and whether they need to be scratched, revised, or whatever the case may be. But they acknowledge the fact that they tried something and I I always take away his positivity that it no matter the outcome, in particular, if it's a failure, they learn something in order that allows them to get better. Right. And then the staff is engaged simply because he allowed them to go out there and try something. If somebody's got a good idea, they implement it and it gives that staff member empowerment that they hadn't had before. And he's willing to take that risk because he understands there's more benefit than simply the one skit that may be presented during the game. The longer gain is the fans you're gonna get and the staff member engaged. And so he's got that perspective to your point about maybe some of our administrators are too fearful to take that on. Well, that might be part of the problem, right? Sometimes you gotta take those risks that empowers your, your staff?
1: Well, I think, I I think back to some of the, the great people I have worked for in my career. And one of, one of the folks that I, I worked with, he, he gave me this little nugget. You can fail as long as your failure isn't fatal. And what, what he meant by that is he gave me a lot of leeway. In the choices I made and the the direction I was going with the organization. And the only time he would really step in, because I would ask him all the time, like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? And what he was saying is, is, try it. If it doesn't work, oh, well, you've learned something. And. He would only step in if he felt my failure was going to be fatal, meaning, meaning that it was going to be so coloss- colossally bad <laughs> for the organization that it could cause harm either to the organization or, or to people. And I think that's, that's where a good leader really thrives and where Jesse Cole will thrive. Yeah. He may think, Oh, that little skit, that's silly. Or, you know, this idea, eh. but if he trusts his team enough and, he he has safeguards in place to make sure no failures are fatal then that that allows creativity to run wild you know it it does not you
0: remind me just in terms of the administrator having some creativity um one that that popped in my head that one of our administrators uh, a client of ours took a different perspective in in his hiring and it was a front desk person a front desk scheduler And as he was walking through he overheard them on the phone with a patient and he made the comment that he was so taken back with this overwhelmed feeling of how she was presenting herself from a customer service perspective and he had no idea who she was so he he engaged her and talked and learned she had just come from employed for four years at Mm. (laughs) chick-fil-a and so he just thought well, look at there, you know, there's not this, you have to be stuck on, we need to hire somebody within our industry or somebody that was, you know, engaged in customer service from this perspective or that perspective. Whoever hired that person realized, okay, they came from that atmosphere, right? That that sort of customer service obviously comes first sort of atmosphere. That was Chick-fil-A. And this administrator, who's got tons of experience, big staff, this one person caught his attention more than the others, and she was very new. He made that comment, and I found that kind of enlightening. That they took that perspective of, let's look at from this skill set or atmosphere experience, not you know industry skill set type of perspective. And that's just uh, to me, that's another way of a leader being creative, and taking an approach that this person, the front desk scheduler, that's the first person you call, right? We've talked about that. I think in the second episode where that that is your first interaction with a practice when you call to, to schedule your appointment.
1: I have a that- friend who worked for Chick-fil-A fresh out of high school which if you do the math was about 27 odd years ago for me and uh to this day we we still tease him because we'll we'll just randomly say thank you and he impulsively says my pleasure
0: <laughs>
1: and but that goes to training right it, it points to that training and uh, almost for lack of a better term the indoctrination that that occurs if if a fast food place that slings a really good chicken sandwich can do it surely your healthcare organization that has millions of dollars behind it that changes people's lives can can afford to 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 do that sort of level of training it's
0: just the you know Part of this last book that Jesse Coles released, um, I caught an excerpt of it, and he emphasized one of the the things he picked up from Disney. That's, that's, of course, what he tries to pattern his behavior after, right, as all the Disney, kind of like we're doing here with this podcast, the power of plussing and how basically he has put, as part of the culture, how they're always looking to plus the show and when i heard you just now for example how chick-fil-a does it's my pleasure that's a small plus and that's kind of jesse cole's point of always look to plus every show or in there you know and that's interesting he says show and not game because that's how he looks at it and i just found that very interesting he looks at himself as the you know chief storyteller i think is how he put himself one time so taking that sort of different perspective and in little increments goes a long way the power of plusing so just another just another little nugget he tossed out there and how to kind of approach things
1: yeah no doubt i think the the plusing is certainly a it, it, <laughs> to pardon the pun it, it adds up right it, it's the little things it doesn't take much to take a to make a bad experience right it just takes one thing and it doesn't matter what all your pluses are And that's why it's so important that you do have a lot of pluses and you work really hard to make sure there there is never that one thing that that ruins the experience. Okay, so, Jason, let's kind of sum things up and and wrap up today's episode. Um, Bring bring us home. Let's land this plane.
0: Yeah, so hopefully... You know we've tried to make the comparisons between the industry we we can't control reimbursement models and that complexity right we don't want to touch that so we don't want to make that comparison between the different industries but we hope that these different parts touched on the face the first contact you make and how valuable that front desk scheduler is just like when you buy your ticket or you know meet the players outside the stadium all the way through the staff engagement and how if you take that yellow tux perspective and you go out there and, and take yourself through the process, how valuable that is to create what should be a fan. It's one of our three pillars, right? It's part of the triple aim. And I think if we look at it from the same perspective as a Jesse Cole where you put the fans first, you'll just naturally, I would say, ace that patient engagement portion of the triple aim. And so we'll continue to watch, Jesse. It's a fun to if you're not familiar with the uh, Savannah Bananas, hopefully this uh, four-part series was able to open up some eyes. And I would I would encourage you to follow him. He's very active on LinkedIn. Obviously, he's got three books. And if you're ever in the area, I would check out a game.
1: If you can get tickets, that is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, he just had articles past week. They have over 600,000 now on their waiting list for tickets. Wow. 600,000 with. And he made the comparison, you know, we've made the comparison as well about comparing it to the Harlem Globetrotters. Well, his cast, as he puts it now, is up to 110 folks. And so that's it's just, it's blowing up, isn't it? But yeah, a, that is. Maybe someday we can be the uh part of the man us. <laughs> and we'll leave
1: that
0: we'll leave that out there for people to research what that is, and as a scary sight as that could be.
1: <laughs> oh boy, well. Thank you, Jason. This has been a, a great uh, mini series within our uh, season. So again, folks, this is the the last episode of season two. And of course, part four in the last part of our mini series on, on if your healthcare provider went bananas. Uh, thank you to Jason for uh, recording all these and, and one of them without me as I was uh, recovering. But uh, we do want to invite you to uh, go to our website, shpllc.com slash podcast, and take a survey. We're really curious as to what you think worked well this season, what maybe you think didn't work well this season, and what you might want to hear about in Season 3. We'll be picking up Season 3 later this year. We're going to take the summer off, maybe retool a few things based off of your feedback, but we sure would love to hear from you. So it's shpllc.com slash podcast. And, uh, yeah, the survey uh, will be up by the time uh, this episode airs. And with that, Jason, anything to share? No, we appreciate everyone's
0: uh, listening and look forward to your input. And everybody have a great summer and we'll catch back up in the fall.
1: That sounds good. Have a good summer, y'all. You've been listening to Beyond the Stethoscope, vital conversations with SHP, a production of Strategic Healthcare Partners.
0: For more information about our podcast, including back episodes, show notes, transcripts, and more, visit our website at shpllc.com podcasts.
1: And I know you've heard it before, but please consider rating our podcast in your favorite podcast app. It helps make others aware of the show.
0: And our podcast wouldn't be possible without our wonderful team of folks.
1: Editing and production assistance by Nyla Weave and myself, Aaron Higgins.
0: And your episode hosts are Aaron Higgins and myself, Jason Crosby.
1: Our social media coordinator is Jeremy Miller. Our
0: executive producers are also principals, Mike Scribner and John Crude.
1: For more from SHB, consider following us on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn.
0: And as always, thank you for listening and have a great, wonderful day.
1: Analytics. Lacking the tandem of actionable reporting with expert analysis? Not confident in the knowledge of your reporting system? SHP's expert analysts transform data from your EMR system into actionable insights. Understand your facility's performance, control outcomes, and enhance patient experience. As payment models shift to value-based care, our guidance can improve your bottom line. Visit SHPLLC.com for details.